Hey, welcome into the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. My name is Tyler Mon. It's good to be back. Uh, apologies to Nico Blankenship for uh, just, you know, skipping town for like three weeks and forcing him to do my job in my stead. I'm sorry, Nico, but uh, it's good to be back and it's good to get a chance to talk about uh, maybe the most hotly anticipated season opener of the 2023-24 Denver Pioneers athletic calendar. And that is just two weeks away as Pioneer men's hockey gets set to take the ice for the first time uh, here in 2023-24. And pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, David Carl. DC, it's uh, it's good to see you. I know it's uh, simultaneously probably feels still a little bit like summer and also like you're almost into a game week. Uh, but everybody's back on campus. I know you've had camp open the last couple weeks. Give me a sense of, of where things sit right now and how it's been over the last uh, – few weeks getting ready for this season yeah thanks for having me tyler it's great to join you and um yeah it's it's that it's a fun time of year where um everybody's back to zero and square one and um you know you're trying to figure out what you have and and implement systems and make sure that we're as ready to go as we can for the opening weekend um here in a couple weeks so uh just finished up uh practice number one of our third week of camp and I would say uh, things are going well. Uh, like what we have on the ice, I think there's been a lot of learning, a lot of growth, uh, but certainly getting that itch to to get the games underway and, and excited for that opportunity that we'll have uh, in a couple of weeks here heading up to Fairbanks, Alaska uh, to take on a very good Nanook team that, that just missed the NCAA tournament a year ago. We're going to talk a lot about um, this roster, how things look for your team coming into this season, and obviously about these first uh, few opponents that you've got right out of the gate. But um, take us through what it's like just being able to get guys in the door and start getting uh, acclimated to the grind of a regular season. What are these first few weeks in camp like for your guys? Um, and how does that process line up for you guys as a coaching staff where week one, you know, you're learning certain things. Week two, you're getting a little bit deeper. Now week three, you know, you're really into the heart of, of progression toward the season. Yeah, you're trying to set a foundation for what our identity and what our team game wants to look like. Um you know, and, and with 10 new people, every camp is different based on how many new people you're going to have. And it's really um, an exercise in communication and leadership from the returning players, the veteran guys, 16 of them um, trying to teach and impart upon the 10 new people kind of how we do things, how we operate um, on the ice. The off ice stuff has been going on uh, for a number of weeks, uh, given when they got back here uh, in late August. But we're just trying to implement our systems um, and implement our identity and uh, make sure that, uh, again, we're, we're hard to play against right out of the gate. The games in October um, count just as much as the games in March when you look at the national picture and the pairwise and all of that. So it's critical uh, that we're feeling comfortable, confident and uh, ready to go on opening weekend. Well, let's talk about some of those newcomers on this roster. You got 10 uh, this year, as you noted, including a couple of guys uh, from Colorado, Kieran Sebrian and Peter LaJoy uh, out of Denver and Evergreen, respectively. Of course, you have Aiden Thompson already on the roster as a Fort Collins guy, so you got a good contingent of kids uh, from around the, the front range area. Uh, you got four players from California on this squad this year, including a guy uh, who already has a last name very familiar to Pioneers fans and Zeev Booyam, uh, who I know is one of the youngest players in college hockey. I think the second youngest player player in all of college hockey this year. Uh, tell us about your newcomers and what you like about them, what they bring to this program as, uh, you know, the the new faces joining things here. 
Yeah, I think like any any group, they they interject, you know, uh, just an excitement. Um, you know, it's their first camp. It's you know, for a senior, it's his fourth camp. You know, it can be it can be a little taxing on on an older veteran player, but I think when they see the smile and kind of the the excitement on the younger guys' faces coming into their first camp, uh, getting ready for their first college season, I think it's invigorating. I think it invigorates all of us. It's been a lot of fun. Um, they're all, you know, smiley, asking questions, wanting to learn, wanting to get as, as good and as prepared as they can to contribute as quickly as they can. And um, so that part's been a lot of fun, like in the totality of the group. I think they've they've interjected a lot of youth and excitement into the team, which is which is always a good thing. People sometimes get a little bit fearful of change, but um, that's the name of the game in college athletics right now. And um, to have, you know really two-thirds of the roster be new people, I think they've interjected a lot of positive uh, life into the room. Looking at just the the talent across the board uh, among these newcomers, you've got three draft picks uh, and another player who is draft eligible for 2024, and that's Zeev Booyam, uh, who is only 17 to start this season. But Sam Harris, who is a, a pick of uh, the Montreal Canadiens this year, uh, Miko Modica went to the Arizona Coyotes last year in 2022. Garrett Brown went to the Winnipeg Jets. Um, those guys, I mean, inherently, I think for casual Pioneers fans, you probably scan the roster and think, all right, draft picks, I got to keep my eye on these guys. What do you like about them? Them, uh, in terms of their skill sets, what they bring, some a little bit further along developmentally than others. Um, but tell me about those few uh, and what they add for this season. Yeah, I think when you look at the group, um, you know, only two of them are true freshmen. Um, so it, albeit that we have 10 freshmen, they are a relatively older group. And, um, you know, some of the guys you mentioned, uh, you know, Harris is an 03, Matica is an 03. Um, you know, so they come in as 20 year olds having very good seasons um, in the USHL, uh, both scored 20, 25 plus goals, uh, come in as real confident, like mature physically players. Um, you know, we lose Mazer, Dornbach, uh, Edwards out of our top nine. These are guys that, you know, we need and are expecting to step in and, and be able to contribute because of their age and their maturity. Um, you know, and they, they clearly have a skill set that allowed them to get drafted, um, you know, and then Garrett Brown, again, played, got drafted, played a, a year post-draft, um, you know, this past year in Sioux City and Waterloo, comes in with a Clark Cup championship out of Sioux City in his first year in the league and, and played in Waterloo to finish the year last year. Uh, big, long defenseman, someone that, that we had at the World Junior Camp in the Summer Showcase. Um, so, talk about replacing a lot on the back end uh, Garrett Brown and his ability to close and break up plays with his frame and his long stick uh, being at six foot four uh, is something that gets us really excited. When you are going into a, a season, you're in a little bit different situation uh, than a lot of other programs around the country. I also just want to point out uh, when you refer to guys as O threes, I think to myself, oh, well, that's not that crazy. I was an O three, but I was a high school class of 2003. These are players who were born in 2003, and I just want to <laughs> make it uh, make it known how death comes for us all. Um, yes. <laughs> 
you've got a little bit shorter window uh, to get your guys ready for the season because DU's on the quarter system. Obviously, your preseason window uh, is not the six weeks that maybe you know semester-based universities get. Um, what do you have to do to kind of acclimate, especially for these young guys, these newcomers, to get them in sort of hitting the ground running? They can do unofficial stuff prior to the season, but you can't have practices and all that uh, until coaches are on campus or students are on campus, and that really shortens that window. How do you feel like they've been able to get uh, acclimated so far, and what do you do to try to bring them along, um, sort of drinking out of a fire hose these first few weeks? Yeah, they're doing a nice job. I mean, you try and chunk in, you know, the the learning and the new material per se. You know, it's funny because they start class the same day we start practice, so they're getting it in the classroom, new information. They're getting it at the rink, new information. Um, so it's a lot for them, and and you can see here in week three, things are starting to. Um, the pace is still really high, but it's slowing down for their brains, um, allowing them to to really implement what we're trying to do on a more consistent basis. But, I, you know, we really like uh, the quarter system and how it sets up. I, you know, players uh, players like playing games more than they like practicing. I don't think that's any secret. Um, coaches are the same way, and so. You know, the, 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 the idea of being on the ice for six weeks prior to a game, I think, is fairly daunting, not only to the players, but also to the coaches. And um, talking to other coaches around the country, you know, they really have to, like, ease their way into camp and start kind of slow. You know, they start with small group work and skill sessions, and they don't want to um, overdo it early. For us, it's it's a quick three and a half weeks before, like, the game is right in front of us. And so – we really enjoy it. We get, hop right in with two feet. We're right into the battle um, and running, you know, more of a pro style camp, a little bit longer than an NHL camp would be, but it's still closer to what a pro style camp would be. And I think our players like that, appreciate it. It also gives them an opportunity prior to September 11th to, to be on. They're here for two weeks by themselves on the ice. It gives them an opportunity to communicate with one another for our older guys to take charge, take leadership. What do these captains practices look like? Um, kind of gives them uh, an ability to create some relationships on the ice without us as coaches being there and adding, um, you know, that pressure to the situation. So we think it's great. Um, works out really well for us. Generally, we start well. I think the way our academic calendar is set and leading into our camp schedule, I think is a big part of that. That's a really good point, too, because the the relationships and the bonds that you form when your coaches are present and when your coaches are not present are so different. And it all comes together to form uh, the right mix with a team. And so it's interesting to, to hear you touch on that. Um, we, we got a lot more to cover on this week's episode of the DU Pioneers Coaches Show. We're going to step aside for a timeout, bring it on back, uh, talk about some returning players this early season schedule and a little bit more with Pioneers head hockey coach David Carl as this week's episode of the Pioneers Coaches Show rolls on on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Fisher dribbles towards the center, shoots, and it's in the back of the net. DU Soccer hosts Summit League rivals ORU Saturday, September 30th on the beautiful DU campus. First kick is set for 7 p.m. Get your tickets online and enjoy Division I soccer in the Mile High City. DU versus ORU, Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU. Seven seconds to go. Toko Dynamo screens for him. Tommy down the lane. Right-handed layup. Good. And at halftime, it is a 19-point lead. 
Denver basketball will hit the hardwood in early November. Reserve your season tickets in Hamilton Gym to cheer on your DU Pioneers. Tickets start at only $59 for the season. Visit denverpioneers.com to learn more. Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU. in the slot. Fires! Goal! Ready for some DU hockey? The Pios hit the home ice Friday, October 27th and Saturday, October 28th for DU Homecoming 2023. Get your tickets early to all the homecoming festivities. Visit DenverPioneers.com Drops it, shot, divine, score! DU is Denver's home of college sports. It's championship hockey time. Back on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. We're talking Pioneers hockey after uh, what feels like a long summer for uh, for DU hockey fans because it's always too long until you can get to uh, the first game of that next season. And uh, this is an exciting uh, group that you got coming back here in 2023-24 uh, DC. And we're uh, obviously now just honing in on these last couple of weeks before the season starts. I Before I ask you about your returning players and what you like. You've got uh, one change on the coaching staff, which is a really cool one as well. Uh, the last couple of seasons, Ryan Massa has been on your staff as a volunteer assistant. And that's uh, not a, it's not an easy gig to be a volunteer assistant in college athletics, but it's the way a lot of coaches get themselves started uh, in a coaching career to be able to elevate him to an assistant coach role. Uh, what did that mean to you and, and to Dallas and to Tavis and to Travis Klain? And not only that, but, what is it about Ryan that makes him worthy of that position that you like having on your staff? Yeah, I think uh, it means a lot to, to all of us. We've obviously gotten to know him very well the last two years. He's added a ton of value, um, you know, to, to what he brings to our staff. And I would say the people who are probably most excited about it is, is the players. Um, his ability to build relationships uh, with our players in the locker room um, is exceptional. Uh, is obviously did an excellent job just in the goaltending. And I think that's what everybody maybe sees, but there's a lot more to Ryan um, than just coaching the goaltenders. And we obviously all saw what, what Magnus Corona was the last two years, um, you know, very, very good prospect. Um, you know, his first two years had an exceptional freshman year. Um, but I think Ryan really helped elevate him and Magnus has gone into San Jose's camp and, uh, hit the ground running and, and played very well in the rookie tournament. And we'll, we'll get an opportunity to play in the American league this year, which, um, you know, I'm not sure San Jose would have been saying that two years ago. So his, his coaching pedigree is that it's, it's excellent. What he's done with Matty Davis, getting him uh, moved along very well, his first two years, but then it's his, again, it's his relationships with the players. Um, you know, I think brings a different, type of light in into the locker room um you know his ability to joke and talk about different topics and really just put them at ease and make them comfortable and uh make them better he, he presents a lot on how to score on opposing teams goalies and i don't think there's any secret we've been one of the top uh five offenses in the country the last two years i think ryan's been a big part of that and what he adds to pre-scouts and making our players feel confident on the ice when the puck is on their stick. So um, he has a ton. He's going to continue to grow as a coach outside of, of doing the goaltending. We plan on getting it implemented. He's been on the road recruiting with Tavis. 
Um, we plan on getting it implemented into working with some special teams and, and different things like that. I think uh, he's just scratching the surface of the coach he can be. All right, DC. Well, uh, you touched on uh, a couple of names that we have said a lot and heard a lot over the last few years uh, with your goaltending situation. Magnus Krona, obviously moving on, uh, and that opens the door. You got two returning guys. Matt Davis, you mentioned a moment ago, the junior from Calgary. Uh, Jack Caruso, the senior from St. Louis, back this year. Freddie Halleck, a freshman from Cochrane, Alberta, uh, is into the roster this year. Uh, Matt Davis, though, over his last few years, I mean, when you look at the time, as sparing as it may have been with a, a clear-cut number one in Magnus Krona, Matt Davis's work has been exemplary. He's got a, an 11 and two career record of 1.84 goals against average a 924 save percentage, a couple of shutouts. Uh, he's played in 23 games. Uh, even though you are replacing someone who has felt like kind of an institution over the last four years here, Magnus Krona, what is it about Matt Davis that makes it seem like he is the, um, you know, the one who can take that mantle on his shoulders and, and push it for some success? Yeah, I think it's been his growth and maturity. He's uh, He grew up a lot from freshman to sophomore year, and I think there were certainly moments as a sophomore, you know, I can't say as a freshman that we felt like super compelled to put him in the net, but he, he through his work, his ability to raise his consistency in practice, we were comfortable with either goaltender in net a year ago and um you know one of the biggest blessings in disguise i think was magnus getting hurt at the end of the year and, and really give him maddie that opportunity to start four or five games in a row um you know again we put maddie in for the for the nchc uh semi-final game we, we pulled magnus in that game um in the third period we wouldn't have done that if we didn't feel super confident in maddie's ability to close the door and, and to try and help us win a hockey game so um, I think his teammates all saw that. We all saw that. But most importantly, he saw that. And, um, you know, he's had a really good summer, comes in very confident, has had a really nice camp so far. And, um, you know, is, you know, looks looks as ready as you've ever been um, to play some games for us and, and make a meaningful impact on the program. Well, you've got some key returning guys, uh, especially uh, on the on the blue line. Sean Barons and Shai Bouillon both back. Massimo Rizzo uh, back, one of your your strongest forwards over the course of his career uh, at DU so far. And in addition to those guys, uh, there are only three seniors on the squad. We mentioned Jack Caruso, Connor Capone, and McCabe Webster there as well. So you're really going to be relying on the the guys who were freshmen last year taking that big step into sophomore year and continuing to grow. Um, but also those three key cogs in Barons, Booyam, and Rizzo. Um, it's so important to have those guys who carry the culture forward and establish the culture for the next generation. Um, how are those guys able to do that, especially as you've got, you know, this three-week window to get things started on the right note? Yeah, they're doing a nice job. I mean, all, all those players you mentioned, uh, you know, were with us on our championship team. It's funny how quickly the turnover happens in today's world of, of college hockey and college athletics. I mean, we only have eight players uh, from our, from the team that was hoisting the trophy back in April of 2022. Um, it's crazy to think that, you know, 16 months later, there's only eight, eight guys still in the room that were a part. Um, and the guy, a lot of guys you mentioned were there for that. They got to witness what it takes to win. Um, and, it goes quickly too. I mean, they've been on that team, many of them, and 
and now they're kind of there's on the mantle of, of like you said carrying um that tradition forward and and making sure that it gets passed to that next generation and they're all ready for it they they know right from wrong they know how we do things um you know within our program and for that uh, we're really excited for them that's one of the the joys of coaching is getting to see these these guys come into the program and, and really take on bigger and more advanced roles as they as they mature up uh, into leadership roles and, and into their later years of uh, being a pioneer. Well, let's talk about the schedule a little bit. Uh, you are just a little bit more than a week and a half away from your opener. You'll play a Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back uh, at Alaska Fairbanks. We talked uh, last year, and we've talked over the the few seasons that we've been doing these shows and uh, TV broadcasts about how important it is for you to maintain that connection with the Alaska schools because of how difficult it is for them to schedule quality opponents, the travel and all of that. Um, this series is something that I think is a really cool element of DU hockey these days. And like you said, that's a team that this is not any uh, sort of charity matchup where you go play a team that, you know, you're going to go on the road and get a couple of wins, but it's a program that you want to help support. They barely missed the tournament last year uh, and they bring back a lot of talent as well. When you evaluate them, Going into the the first week of the season, what stands out about what made them successful last year and how they stack up coming into this year? Coaching staff, uh, particularly Eric Largen. I mean, the guy deserves to be up for coach of the year uh, for sure last season. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't just due to them being an independent and uh, not making the NCAA tournament. But job the last 24 months than him. Uh, just based solely on the fact of the challenges that they have in front of them, not only budgetarily being an independent, um, you know, they didn't play through COVID, but they, they've dealt with the transfer portal uh, more than anyone else. And uh, that's been a challenge for them. And they just seem to continue to find really hungry individuals who want an opportunity. And uh, Eric does a nice job coaching to that identity. They're, they're always hard to play against. They're always well-prepared. Uh, their second and third effort is exceptional. They're usually big and physical. Um, and so it makes them a really tough team to play against. It's a great team for us to play, um, to try and prepare for teams like them in the national tournament, but also teams in our league between Western and Omaha, some of these bigger teams. But then you get into a national tournament, you have to play a UMass Lowell, a Cornell, a Mankato, and uh, you want to be playing teams of different styles. And, and Fairbanks provides that. Great part about them is, yeah, they've, they've been excellent uh, the last few years, and they play everybody as an independent. So from a pairwise computer ratings perspective, you get exposure uh, to them playing against everybody in the country. And so after we play them, we become their biggest fans and uh, and cheer them on and, and hope that they they go beat up on on the quality schedule that they put together. So it's a, it's a great team to play uh, because of the storylines, like you said, but it also makes us better and, and prepares us in the proper manner. All right, DC. Well, coming up October 7th and October 8th uh, at Alaska, it is a seven o'clock mountain time start time for those games. And uh, you can catch them, of course, Jay Stickney on the call in 104.3 The Fan. And I uh, can't wait to get to that home opener, October 27th against Augustana, the 28th against Air Force. Uh, and those two games will come after a, a weekend trip on the road to the East Coast at Providence and Boston College on the 20th and 21st. It is all coming right up. And he is the head coach of the Pioneers, David Carl. Uh, DC, enjoy the next couple of weeks. Best of luck. Uh, we'll be seeing you down there on campus soon and uh, enjoy the trip to Alaska. 
Thank you. Appreciate your time. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show. We'll talk to you next time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.